Thank you for tuning in to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio. We trust you'll enjoy this musical selection to bring you peace, comfort and hope.
Oh, oh, oh. 
of praise endeavours to draw your heart, mind and soul to a close relationship with your Saviour, Jesus Christ.
Why me? Why? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? Tell me, Lord, what did I ever do? That was worth loving you or the kindness you've shown. Lord, help me, Jesus. I've wasted it, so help me, Jesus. I know. If you're enjoying this music, encourage your friends to listen to this program each week.
Jesus my eyes at times can see the very dying form of one who suffered there for me and from my smitten heart with tears to wonders I confess the wonders of his glorious love and my Toils and tears. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. In the cloud, he will safely lead. I must have no fear. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow that is shining. That is shining. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. When life's race is run and the victory's won, there's a rainbow. In the cloud, after storm and rain, fields of golden grain. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. In the cloud, winter's cold and pain. Summer's harvest grain. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow that is shining. shining. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. When life's race is run and the victory's won, there's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. In the cloud. When the storms all pass, comes a brighter day. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. In the cloud. In that city fair, there's a crown to wear. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. In the cloud. There's a rainbow. Shining, shining. There's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. When life's race is run and the victory's won, there's a rainbow. There's a rainbow in the cloud. Drawing circles in your mind 
A peaceful slice of time is hard to find Equations of the day Steal your energy away And leave you weak and stumbling, feeling blind Go to sleep, cause God's awake Nothing passes by Him by mistake Go to sleep and rest your head And give your tears and fears to Him instead smallest sparrow he crafts each snowy flake don't eat the bread of sorrow go to sleep God's awake nothing good will come from trusting your own way what seems so clear right now will fade away But leaning on the Lord, simply trusting in His Word, will give you peace and set your mind at ease. Go to sleep, cause God's awake. Nothing passes by Him by mistake. Go to sleep and rest your head. and fears to him instead he sees the smallest sparrow he crafts each snowy flake don't eat the bread of sorrow go to sleep God's awake worry won't take sorrow from strength away from you today. Go to sleep, cause God's awake. Nothing passes by Him by mistake. Go to sleep and rest your head and give your tears and fears to Him instead. He's the smallest sparrow, he crafts each snowy flake. Don't eat the bread of sorrow, go to sleep. God's awake, go to sleep, go to sleep. God's awake. Invite your family and friends to also enjoy songs of praise. I stand here and think about just what he's done. Start counting my blessings one by one. I sure don't deserve all that he's done for me, but I'll praise him forever. Eternity 
am amazed that he'd take the time to give me such blessings that fill up my life. God is so good, I cannot express how thankful I am. I am so blessed. He's given me breath and he's given me life. He's saved my Just to show me his love He's building my home in heaven above And I am amazed that he'd take the time To give me such blessings that fill up my life God is so good, I cannot express How thankful I am I am so blessed And I stumble as I journey this way But His mercies are new every day His grace is sufficient for every trial He amazes me more and more every mile He gave me His word in this precious old book It speaks to my heart every time I look me and helps me when I'm tempted to sin. Through Christ my Lord over Satan I win. And I am amazed that he take the time to give me such blessings that fill up my life. God is so good, I cannot express how thankful I am. And I am amazed
trophies that I won. It's not about the righteousness that I find within. It's all about His precious blood. Save me from my sin. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. It's about how Jesus came to be born once so that we could be born again. It's about the soul that was rolled ABN Australia Radio are delighted to share songs of praise with you. We look forward to your company next time. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Ellen White, continuing Chapter 6. Our confession of His faithfulness is heaven's chosen agency for revealing Christ to the world. We are to acknowledge his grace as made known through the holy men of old. But that which will be most effectual is the testimony of our own experience. We are witnesses for God as we reveal in ourselves the working of a power that is divine.
Every individual has a life distinct from all others and an experience differing essentially from their own. God desires that our praise shall ascend to Him, marked with our own individuality. These precious acknowledgments to the praise of the glory of His grace, when supported by a Christ-like life, have an irresistible power that works for the salvation of souls. It is for our own benefit to keep every gift of God fresh in our memory. By this means, faith is strengthened to claim and to receive more and more. There is greater encouragement for us in the least blessing we ourselves receive from God than in all the accounts we can read of the faith and experience of others. The soul that responds to the grace of God should be like a watered garden. His health shall spring forth speedily, his light shall rise in obscurity, and the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon him. I'm reading from Psalms. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord, yea, in the presence of all his people. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Call upon his name. Make known among the peoples his doings. Sing unto him. Sing praises unto him. Talk ye of his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you upon my bed, and meditate on you in the night watches. For you hast been my help, and in the shadow of your wings will I rejoice. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do unto me? Thy vows are upon me, O God. I render thank offerings unto you. For you have delivered my soul from death. Hast thou not delivered my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living? O thou Holy One of Israel, my lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing unto you. And my soul, which you hast redeemed, my tongue also, shall talk of your righteousness all day long. Thou art my trust from my youth. My praise shall be continually of you. I will make your name to be remembered. Therefore shall the people praise thee. This is from Psalms 116, Psalms 104, 
Psalms 106, Psalms 105, and Psalms 56 and Psalms 71, and finally Psalms 47. Subheading, Freely you have received, freely give. The Gospel invitation is not to be narrowed down and presented only to a select few who, we suppose, will do us honour if they accept it. The message is to be given to all. When God blesses his children, it is not alone for their own sake, but for the world's sake. As he bestows his gifts on us, it is that we may multiply them by imparting. The Samaritan woman who talked with Jesus at Jacob's well had no sooner found the Saviour than she brought others to him. She proved herself a more effective missionary than his own disciples. The disciples saw nothing in Samaria to indicate that it was an encouraging field. Their thoughts were fixed upon a great work to be done in the future. They did not see that right around them was a harvest to be gathered. But through the woman who they despised, a whole city full were brought to hear Jesus. She carried the light at once to her countrymen. This woman represents the working of a practical faith in Christ. Every true disciple is born into the kingdom of God as a missionary. No sooner does he come to know the Saviour than he desires to make others acquainted with him. The saving and sanctifying truth cannot be shut up in his heart. He who drinks of the living water becomes a fountain of life. The receiver becomes a giver. The grace of Christ in the soul is like a spring in the desert, welling up to refresh all and making those who are ready to perish eager to drink of the water of life. In doing this work, a greater blessing is received than if we work merely to benefit ourselves. It is in working to spread the good news of salvation that we are brought near to the Saviour. Of those who receive His grace, the Lord says, In Ezekiel, I will make them and the places around them about my hill a blessing. I will cause the shower to come down in its season. There shall be showers of blessing. Ezekiel 34 verse 26 And then in John 7, 37 and 38 it says, On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst... Let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, from within him shall flow rivers of living water. Those who receive are to impart to others. From every direction are coming calls for help. God calls upon men to minister gladly to their fellow men. Immortal crowns are to be won. The kingdom of heaven is to be gained. The world, perishing in ignorance, is to be enlightened. John 4 verses 35 and 36 says, Say not you, 
there are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest? Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. Isaiah 40 verse 9 says, O Zion that bringeth good tidings, get thee up into high mountains. O Jerusalem that bringeth good tidings, lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Donaud was a heroic figure who lived in the 5th and 6th centuries and was director of Christianity in England and Wales around the time of the beginning of the 1260-year prophecy in 538 and led the church during its critical encounter with Augustine, the founder of the Papal Church in Britain. He was a contemporary of Columba and had received his training from him. Here in Bangor-on-Dee in Wales, a training institute was established that would be key in establishing this country as a mighty force for truth and resisting the advances of Rome for centuries. The school here in Bangor was not a small one with just 20 or 30 students, but it would have had hundreds and at times thousands of students. There was one particular story soon after the leaders of the Celtic Church had met with Augustine and rejected his teachings and authority, when 1,200 ministerial students from this school were slaughtered. The Welsh Church was one of the sturdiest and withstood much opposition to it, maintaining its stance the longest out of the churches in England, Scotland and Wales. They differed with Rome on many points, but the supremacy of the bishops, celibacy and the Sabbath were three of the main ones. There is much evidence that the Sabbath prevailed in Wales universally until AD 115, when the first Roman bishop was seated at St. David's. The old Welsh Sabbath-keeping churches did not even then altogether bow the knee to Rome, but fled to their hiding places, where the ordinances of the gospel to this day have been administered in their primitive mode without being adulterated by the corrupt church of Rome. So in the 6th and 7th centuries, we see a strong Celtic church. Patrick had been the evangelist in Ireland, Columba in Scotland, Aidan in England, and Dunaud had established a training centre here in Wales. But the gospel would flow from these shores over to Europe through the ministry of a man called Columbanus. He was trained here in Bangor and he would carry the light to France, Switzerland, Germany and Italy, establishing training centres on the continent. 
first place he established a school was in France. Here, along with 13 others who had come with him, these Celtic missionaries lived their lives, reading the scriptures and teaching other people. No longer did the youth of the land have to travel to Ireland, Scotland or Wales to receive training, but right in Europe they could receive an education of the highest standard. Soon this school became too small and he planted another one nearby and then another one nearby, all within 20 miles of each other. Later on in his life, he would plant schools in Switzerland and in Germany. Even as he was nearing the end of his life at 70 years old, he did not slow down. Now settling in Italy, he was joyfully received and the commonality between the faith of the Celtic church and that of the Waldensians was seen as he found a strong bond with the believers there. Refusing to enjoy a comfortable retirement, he asked the king for a place to plant a new center and the locality of Bobbio with its ruined church was given him and he established a school and library there. He died one year after founding the school in Bobbio, Italy in the year 615 at the age of 72. He lived a faithful life, learning the gospel here in Wales and then dedicating his life to the spreading of the gospel in foreign lands, setting up mission institutes all over Europe. One thing that stands out to us from the life of Columbanus is that he worked for God all the way until the end. He didn't enjoy an easy retirement, but he kept pressing on. No matter who we are, whether we work for the church or whether we don't work for the church, whether we are employed, whether we're unemployed, whether we're old or whether we are young, let us be faithful to God wherever we are, using the talents God has given to us all the way until the end. <laughs>